Limited potential. We've <laughs> had an interesting couple of weeks. Snow. We've had snow. We've had extreme cold temperatures. We've had rain. We've had freezing rain. We've we, had it all. We went from we had nowhere to put the snow to the snow is now gone to the snow is back again in the span of two weeks. Yeah, it's like a movie where like the, you know, the main character, you know, is building up and then they get crushed down. But at the end, they come back. Yeah. We, we took the hero's journey of, of weather. Mother Nature's bipolar. That's my only logical explanation to why. I mean, it'd be hard to argue against it because the temperature swing went from minus 30 with the wind chill mm-hmm. to plus 11 I think it even Celsius. got like 13. Yeah. Yeah. Like was, in a light sweater, I'm like, it's nice. No. I, see, the, and this is what gets people sick. I know there's no like actual science behind the temperature sw- switch thing. I think it's that your body doesn't get what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I was out there and I, I'm one of those people, I'm a firm believer, wear the same layers at this time of year that you would wear in minus 30 as you would minus two or plus five. Okay. So you don't and, adjust for the temperature. You're like, it's cold. Yeah. Wear this one thing. That's it. We're in this season. This is the jacket I will wear. This is the clothing I will wear. You'll never catch me. I saw my uncle go outside for a cigarette at uh, the, during the holidays. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think it was in like the plus, it was like plus two or three. Okay. But we had just come off a stretch of like minus 10. Okay. So for, if there is American listeners, uh, we're talking Celsius, yeah. not Fahrenheit. Yeah. Because I mean. It makes sense. We don't understand Fahrenheit. I, I literally can't tell you what the conversion I s- is. I swear most of the world. 32 is on, zero. I swear most of the world's on Celsius. Yeah, most of it is. Yeah. Here, we'll, we'll, we'll do this, okay? Plus five Celsius is like you can go outside with a jacket okay. and a long sleeved semi-thick shirt, okay? Yeah. And you will feel comfortable. Yeah, Might, maybe a like the cool. 40s, somewhere in the 40s, I guess. Now, minus five? Without wind chill is like you will feel cold. Somewhere in the twenties, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll be your uh, your your kind of guessing translator for for temperatures. Yeah. Let's just put it this way. You know. You know. It was cold. It was minus Fahrenheit. Yeah. That's how it was cold. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So cold, in fact, this last past I would say two weeks, I was up on a scaffold and we were getting, I would say, somewhere in the ballpark of sixty kilometer winds. Oh, yeah, the the winds, that's what gets you. Again, another conversion issue with our American listeners. I'm sorry, guys, just look it up. Next time you're in a car and you see, it's probably like in the 35 mile per hour range, we'll say. My hand, there's now a discoloration on right underneath my right pinky finger. Oh, I didn't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little dry patch. Now, for anybody who's listening, I am essentially an oily person. I produce quite a lot of oil that's a you know that's a good thing right like so i'm like a drier person like okay. i don't really care for like those lotions and stuff but sometimes it's like my skin is super dry that i have to use it i'd rather not i think there needs to be a happy medium because when you get really oily you can get a lot of acne too yeah, yeah. but i mean you could shower <laughs> you know one time i yeah, shower could. a couple times a day that's easier than one time i took i had some i, I have a shaved head i produce a lot of head oil yeah and i once wiped my head oil on somebody out of oh, spite oh that's brutal and they they developed they, they had an outbreak what do you mean of acne yeah oh it was weird. rob it was rob from rabbi Annie comedy oh yeah. poor guy man it's kind of funny yeah. I, I literally you know grabbed i grabbed his face and i just did like a 
ear to mouth swipe Aww. from like the ear to the mouth. Like if you did that on my shirt, I'd be pissed off, let alone my face. It created a highway of pimples that led from his ear to his mouth. I could understand why uh, he, he hasn't come on since because he doesn't want to be near this greasy man. I'll be honest. I thought for a minute I had a superpower. I thought I was a mutant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can give people acne. I thought you were patient zero in some sort of disease coming out. I have the I have the ability to do what chocolate bars do to some people. <laughs> Not give them diabetes. I eat too many chocolate bars and oh. don't wash my feet. Sorry. Great, great. Com- that was the, probably one of my favorite commercials ever made. Um, that said, winter is upon us. We are in the throes of it. Mm-hmm. It is here. It is here to stay for the foreseeable future. Usually the, the going rate is March and yeah. like a line out like a lamb. Canada, it's a little weird. For We've, all you foreign listeners, we're going to give you the inside tips of how to survive in igloos and with the polar bears around, how do you, you know, how do you survive? Shit, we may have to do an episode on how the polar bears can survive because yeah. have you guys seen that picture of that one polar bear? It was hungry. The one he that looks eat. in rough shape. Yeah. 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 But you know what kills me about the polar bear? Why doesn't the polar bear just swim to mainland and just live with their other bears? I think swimming takes a lot more energy and it's, it's, they're not really on mainland, they're on ice. And the, as the ice breaks apart from, like, the larger chunk of ice where all the other animals are. They got caught on floats? Yeah. Like, northern ice floats? They're like, they went on a ride they didn't pay for and they didn't ask for. And now they have to figure a way back and swimming will take up more energy. It makes me really sad. I, I love polar bears. They're majestic. Yeah, I don't. I would never want to be with one, like, because they'll probably eat me, but... Speaking of animals with the cold, did anyone hear about the alligators that froze in uh, Florida? No. It was so cold in Florida. Really? Yeah, it was so cold in Florida that the alligators were, like, freezing because of it. Yeah. Due to the fact that they need to live in tropical weather. Um, and, and they're cold-blooded, and the, or are they cold? I think, yeah, all reptiles, reptiles, yeah. All yeah. reptiles are cold-blooded. And uh, best story about it is when they kind of thawed out and it started to get warmer, yeah. the alligators got really grouchy, oh, as, according to a Florida newspaper. <laughs> yeah. Matt, honestly, if we somehow transition to, like, a news uh, station or something, you're going to be our inside reporter on Florida. Yeah, there's a website I go to called FARC, and it has a section. FARC, I haven't heard of that in, like, It has a years. section called the People of Florida. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, nice. they're just, but I mean... To, to Matt's point about animals waking up grouchy once they've been thawed, that's kind of what we go through every year. Mm-hmm. Canada Canada is one of the coldest places by and large on the planet. And, and unlike bears, we can't just hibernate through it all. No, we have to get up. We have to go to work. We have to shovel our driveways. We have to raise children in it, hopefully stop them from freezing. Yeah, that's like, the goal. Our cars, our cars take a beating. And some people literally buy cars just for the winter here. And what's it called? A winter beater. Yeah, we have cars specifically designed for the winter. It's a funny name. It is. A winter beater. Because well, it, well, it beats the winter. Yeah. And I guess with this episode, we'll be talking about how to beat winter with the unwritten rules of surviving a Canadian winter. Huzzah.
Welcome to the newest episode of The Unwritten Rule. This is episode 18. The Unwritten Rules of Surviving a Canadian Winter with me as always is Luca. Yo, yo. And Matt. Yo. And me, your host, Frank. We are going to be going through some of the tips um, of the, or tricks of the trade, if you will, on how to survive a Canadian winter. Canadian inside secrets. Yeah, this is from deep within our igloos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On top of our caribous. Yeah. I, I still can't believe that's an actual thing to Americans, that they fully believe. That we, we have, Yeah, the caribous. Like, we have enough to deal with, with our, you know, with our igloos and our Eskimos and, and you know, polar bears. We don't, we don't have. Well, I mean, I have. I have my own personal moose. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh. His name is Rodney. Yeah. Rodney the moose. No, I don't own a moose. But it's, it is weird because we have a bunch of moose statues all around the city. It's, we like to celebrate our more wintry, majestic f- woodland animals. I think we try to fuck with like uh, <laughs> people that come to visit. You know, it's like they come in, it's like, oh, the global warming, it's, it's real. Look, they used to have moose. Now they have yeah. to put statues up because, you know, the moose used to be everywhere. It's like our shitty Pokemon. Like, instead of, like, there being little Pokemon statues all throughout the city, we, like, just decorate moose really weird. And And make it feel like they're cool, that you can just hang out with them. Yet, if you saw one in the wild, you're probably going to get messed up by one. Have you ever, like... they fuck up a car if you hit one. Have you ever seen how massive they are? They're huge. They're They're scary. You know, as a kid, I didn't understand, you know, you're, like, five, six years old, and, and, like... When my father moved uh, moved to Canada, he moved to Thunder Bay. Mm-hmm. So he was driving like trucks and stuff, and that's you see a lot. That's like up north for people who who don't know. Um, and you saw a lot of moose, and he's like, "Oh, you gotta be careful if you hit a moose." I'm like, "What do you mean? Like, I'm if I'm in my car, my car's metal. It's gonna protect you." He's like, "No, it will like fall into your windshield because you take out its legs, yeah, and it just like smashes into your like into you." I've seen like photos of trucks that have hit moose, and the whole front end is completely destroyed. Another side note about moose. I don't know why this is coming up, but we co- it, okay, so a goose singular is a goose, but yeah. plural it's geese. Why are moose not meese? That's a good point. I've always wondered that. But it sounds what are they mooses? Here come the meese. What's the plural? I think it's mooses. I think it's mooses. Or just, just or just moose. Moose, yeah. It's a, singular like a, and, pu- and like plural. A, a pl- like a pack of moose. I call them death squad when there's a big <laughs> group the of death them. Squad. Yo, they're scary, man. Here come bullwinkles. Here come a bunch of bullwinkles. Winter is, though, upon us. And as we discussed earlier, it has been an absolutely hellacious winter here in the southern Ontario region. It That's, started early. It did. It started early, and I feel like it's going to run long. Yeah. And I don't know. I see the bouncing temperature. I feel like it's bouncing back. I feel like we're going to get a little... No. Now they're playing no. a trick on you, man. They're getting your hopes up to see it get crushed. It's going to be minus, minus 10, like normal, my, not with wind chill, yeah, all yeah. next week. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm glad Fuck I work inside. Life. What do you guys hate about... What, when, it's, when you know it's coming... Like, everybody here watches probably Game of Thrones, and I'm sure a bunch of the listeners do. Yeah. There's this, like, thing all all throughout the show where everybody, like, when they have to say something kind of ominous and, like, in, like sort of foreshadowing really, really dark, dangerous yeah. times, they say, winter's coming. Yeah. Winter is coming. What do you guys dread the most about the, the arrival of winter? Snow. Snow and salt. Really? Snow's what does it for you? Yes, I hate the snow. I'm not a fan of it, but I, I feel like cold is worse. No, you know what? I'm with Matt on it because at least cold you can drive normally on it. Like as long as it's, there's no ice on the on the roads and it's you just bundle up. You put on a few layers. Sure, your face might sting a little bit, but the snow, it's like 
an example, I work across the street from uh, a Tim Hortons. Okay. So instead of getting in my car to literally just go maybe, I don't know, 300 meters. You walk it? I walk it. In minus 30. I, I can walk. Yeah, I am prepped for that, right? Okay. Um, but when it's snowing, you know, the, the snow plows come and then they build up banks. So you can only enter and exit like when you cross the street. Because I have to cross the street at certain points. And then there's and and once it warms up a little bit, that snow turns into slush. And you're oh. walking on that sidewalk, and that bus comes along. There's a puddle. There's always a puddle. For some reason, I guess the salt melts the yeah, know, melts it into slush. Like, comes like a yeah. mud slushy. You know what I hate about the snow? When you're going into buildings and they have the carpet, yeah, and the carpet's all soaking wet uh. from all the slush. And then you yeah. like you walk, you're like rubbing your feet throughout the whole thing. Yet yeah. you still have snow coming off of your shoes. Yeah. Like there is no way you can actually dry your shoes off no. and not drag shit into the office. It's just a show. Yeah, I think slush is my least favorite thing about winter. I yeah. hate it. That's I, a result of snow, though. Yeah. So I mean, I rather I take cold over snow. It's like snow's ugly cousin. Yeah. Well, I mean. It's, it's what it turns into. It's like the adult version of snow, if you will. When snow is the Matt Costa of this podcast, actually. Yeah. I, but, I, but I don't hate you. Yet. Okay. What do you love about winter? Is there anything that you love about winter? Uh, as a child, I really enjoyed, you know, all the fun things that like you find. A, as long as you could find a hill. I remember, like, you know the soccer field right by my house we used to play on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's like a six-foot hill. It's not even big at all, but we would take, you it's know. more our, of a lump. It's, yeah, it's not much, but you can find any hill as long as you can find something that, you know, you can get on for about a second or two on your on your uh, sled. Yeah. That used to be the best. And you'd always make the ramps, too. You know, you'd always have that one jumps. crazy friend that, like, suggests it to put in that ramp. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, cool. I, I, you're kind of nervous about it. They're like, no, man, stop being a wimp. You know, let's, let's get oh, going. Oh, no, you need that ramp. And it's usually that person who goes off at first and then hurts themselves. <laughs> Unless... Unless you're with people who are all smart enough to let somebody, like a stranger, take that fall. You set it up and just see what happens, right? We went to Centennial Hill that one year with uh, all those guys from high school, Brian and mm-hmm. Nick. And these guys, like, they lived for that shit. Like, yeah. they lived for seeing people get hurt. And um, <laughs> we set up a ramp. Brian actually went down the entire Centennial Hill on the coldest day that year in an adult pen. Yep, I you saw that what? video. Like like a, an adult diaper. Yeah, he had a diaper he, on. With nothing else? Yeah, like his body, his skin had... You know how Brian's like naturally olive? Like okay. he's like olive yeah. toned, yeah. like a little tan? You could see purple on him. Did he did he go on like a, a like a GT snow racer no. a sled? He went up, we 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 went on GT snow racers. Those are the best. And you like you got a picture a guy with goggles, a toque, a scarf, and nothing else but the <laughs> adult pens shredding down this hill. He got off and just sprinted to his truck and turned like jacked the heat and just waited to like thaw. There's a video of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I gotta also, see that. There's also a video of you know you talked about the ramps. Yeah. Okay. We made a ramp. We used you know like a a garbage bin like a garbage like. Cylinder, yeah, like one of the ones that a hobo would. Yeah, like. yeah, the metal one. The metal one. It looks like a barrel, almost like a dumpster with the top. Cut or, off. Yeah, barrel, a barrel, like a like a barrel, and we set it up and we put a ramp over top of it. We covered it with snow. Yeah, and that's a standard, a standard, yeah. standard ramp. And we went to about the quarter mark of Centennial Hill. What do you mean quarter down? Quarter up to, to come down. Oh, so, so you have did, a landing and you can keep going for like... Well, we, we wanted to test it first to make sure that like we wouldn't die if we went off it yeah. beyond a certain like speed or velocity. We didn't want to hit terminal velocity. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 
go up. We, the first person who went on missed it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they missed it intentionally, probably. They miss it, and the stranger walks up and just basically says, "Oh, guys, you built a ramp. Can I try the ramp?" And he's like, "Absolutely, sir. By all means." No one in the group says to him, "Don't go all the way to the top of the hill because we don't know <laughs> what will happen." He, dr- he dredges all the way up the top of the mountain. He gets there, and we're like, holy shit, we got to stop him. Somebody just, like, waved their arms, stop him. No one did a thing. He rips it down. He even got, you know when you get low so there's less wind resistance <laughs> so you can go quicker? He talked. Like, he was like, woo! He goes, <laughs> he went right past it. Oh, he missed it. He went right past it, and he went all the way to the parking lot. That's how fast he was going. Imagine if he hit it. Okay, wait, this is the best part. We, we freak out for a second. We're like, this fucker's going to steal the GT Snow Racer. He gets off, picks it up, walks all the way back. If anybody at home doesn't know what a GT Snow Racer is, I want you to picture a snowmobile without an engine that like, is literally designed to go down a hill as fast as possible. Yeah. He walks all the way back with the GT on his back. You'd think at this point one of us would have said to him, hey, don't go all the way up to the top of the hill because we don't know what's going to happen when you hit this ramp. Look, you didn't tell him to go to the top of the hill either. We didn't, but he did. He goes to the top of the hill again. And this time, we don't give a fuck. We're just, like, giggling. We're waiting (laughs) because we know he's got his line now. He knows what he has to do to hit the ramp. I'll tell you what we have in the video which I, I don't even know if we, if we can, can find. get these videos. I think I have them it. still. I think I have you them. You got to so ask us if you can get people's permission to post it, but we need to post no, it. No, his face is never seen. Okay. Only his feet. We need to, if you can find it, we're going to put that up. He hits the ramp. The ramp explodes. So he didn't go up it. He just. No, 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 no. He went off it, but he hit it with so much speed and force that on his takeoff off the ramp, it like blew up underneath him. And then all you see in the frame are these two feet and the GT just disappear into the night. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this crumple of fucking human flesh and plastic and you hear screams. And there's snow kicking up. <laughs> and we just sprint for our cars and take off. <laughs> so was that your GT Snorris or someone's GT? Somebody's, I don't but, know. But you just took off, who cares? The, we'll like, get another GT Snow Racers are illegal now because people break their legs in them. Oh, and, are they? Oh, yeah, you can't buy one in a store anymore. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, un, there's an unwritten rule in all of that. If you're going to do something stupid on the snow hill, get someone else to do it. Don't or, be the first to do it. Don't be the first to do it. And, and a subset rule? That's like a subclaw. Do things in stages. Yeah. Like going to the maximum extreme of the peak of the hill. Oh. Well, there's a saying, go big or go home, right? There there are there are there are things that you can't know. Like you can't like you can't know that going to the top of the hill and a thing that's designed to go down the hill could result in you being in a tangled mess. Just like there are people who come to the you know Canada, new new Canada's founded on immigration. It's mm-hmm. like literally everyone here came from somewhere else. Yeah. Okay, with the exception of our indigenous people who know how to survive Canadian winters better than anybody. Probably. They actually in fact taught the settlers that came here how to do it. Yeah. And in return those settlers gave them smallpox. Not probably, a fair trade. Probably not the world's greatest trade. That said, people who come here from other countries, be aware. We get p- potential temperature swings that range from plus 30 mm-hmm. Celsius in the summer 
to minus 50. There are places in Canada, not like... Well, we get plus 40 then if you want to go to the extremes, yeah. I'm saying not even remote places. There are places, like, we'll we'll get to it, but quick little story about my future brother-in-law. The first time he came to Canada from England, steps outside the airport, it's minus 25. He had never in his life experienced minus 25. He started dry heaving. How... From he, cold? He didn't know what was happening. He said the, the air was so cold and sharp as it hit his lungs that his weak little English lungs just <laughs> collapsed on him. Mm-hmm. And he, his nose was sticking to you because know, you know your nostrils stick together in this weather. Minus 25 will do that. Unwritten rule. Make sure you wear some sort of balaclava if it's minus 25. Just something yeah. to cover your face. We, we hit that and I basically had everything but the balaclava on. I had like... Actually... A very underrated garment, the scarf. Oh, the scarf? I won't wear, I won't not wear one now. Yeah, and I'm not saying you have to cover your face with it, but it's to kind of be that buffer zone around your neck so that wind doesn't come into your jacket. Very versatile, the scarf. You know what the worst part of winter? You know when, like, you're really hot? Yeah. And the wind goes in? Oh. And it goes, your body's warm, and then to cold, or you're in a warm place and you go step outside, and that first breeze of wind hits you? There's nothing worse. Oh. Nothing. You, that's why. That's why you have to be consistent with your layering. I think that's a great unwritten rule. Be consistent with your layers. What do you mean by being consistent? So, what I like to do is, if I wear a jacket and some sort of like shirt underneath, I don't just put it on and take it off the second I'm indoors or outdoors. I like to ease in. So, like, if, let's say I come over to your house. It's yeah. minus thirty outside. I mm-hmm. go from my car. I'm outside for three, four minutes having a cigarette or something. I come inside the house. I leave my jacket on until my body acclimatizes to the temperature. Not saying I walk around your house. I maybe spend an extra couple of seconds at the door. Yeah. I go by feel. I go by know when I'm ready to take the jacket off. Well, I mean, it's a lot warmer in the house. You're basically just warming up quicker, I guess, by keeping your jacket on. Uh, for me, though, I'm like the layers thing is very important. I'm not really a layers type guy. I'm a guy that'll wear a T-shirt underneath a winter jacket. Oh, my God. I don't know how you do it. As you get older, it's getting tougher and tougher, I'll tell you. Yeah. Dude, long johns, they're the crucial. That is, that might be the most important unwritten rule that people just, I remember as a kid, I thought long johns were, were kind of like nerdy. and yeah, they're, they're kind of lame. Like, yeah. But unwritten rule, if you really want to keep warm, long johns. Yeah. Even I've heard people going to Under Armour now. There's like winterized Under Armour. Okay. I, I know that I'm going to probably be picking some up. I'm going to be taking a trip to Quebec in mm-hmm. the coming weeks. Is it a full leg or is yeah. it just like... Dude, that's what I used yeah. to use when yeah. we were training. So it's, it's Under Armour's version of the Long John. So yeah. it's cool now. When yeah. we played soccer, when I was playing competitively, we'd go into about mid-December mm-hmm. outside, like shoveling snow off the turf. Wow. And I had a pair of the Under Armour pants. They're the heat ones, so it keeps your, your heat in. It was a staple. You'd die if you didn't have it. Your life would be over. Well, that's very important, along with a good set of, of boots. or Because you do lose a lot of heat through your feet, and, like, the ground is cold. The ground is cold, and oh, you're yeah. going to lose a lot of heat. People, the feet, the feet is the source of getting sick. When your toes are cold, yeah. you're just asking to get sick. Dude, I just bought boots. Actually, I did not buy boots. My girlfriend bought boots for me because I've gone almost every winter since I've turned into a teenager without boots. That's that's a mistake. My problem is I have, like, like runners or whatever, and then I have, like, really heavy-duty boots. And there's very few times I want to wear the heavy-duty boots. It changes the way I drive and everything. Oh, you know what? I'm telling you guys, boots boots are a life changer. Yeah. 
Now, people may be asking why we're doing this about Canada. It's not because we live here. I did a little bit of research, and I have 10 fun facts as presented by our of one of our local channels. I mean, national CBC, yeah, isn't it's, it? It's a national. Yeah. It's a Canadian, what, a Canadian broadcast channel? or Corporation. Corporation. Or no, it can't be a corporation. No. The government owns. And it's Canadian broadcast channel. Sure. Whatever. It is. It's what it is. Okay, perfect. There are kind of national news Corporation. Stores. Corporation, fuck. All right. I thought it couldn't be, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, rule number one. Canada, these, these are the reasons Canada is just vicious in the winter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Canada is as wide as it is tall. With the largest latitude on Earth, it creates a scenario where you can experience anything from 200 days of rain in the West to Arctic tundras of the North to radically changing weather in the East, where you'd get potential swings of, like like I said, minus 40 to plus 40. Are talking like so, over the year? Over the year. But you got to remember, like in terms of your body, your body is experiencing an almost 100 degree yeah. temperature shift. You know what? It's funny because I remember talking to people from Calgary or somewhere in Alberta. Actually, Tony is from Alberta and yeah. he, he confirms it. Uh, literally, you can start off a day in summer weather yeah. and end in like deep cold winter. Well, we're going to we're going to get to that. that, list, that yeah. There's, there's a called, thing in it. Yeah, it's called the Chinook. The Chinook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm not going to skip to it. Yeah. Actually, fuck it. I'll just find it. Right. Every year, Southern Alberta is the Chinook, aka icebreaker capital of the world. What does this mean and why is it dangerous? You start with 120 kilometer warm winds that come down from the Rockies uh-huh. on a day where like if anybody's ever been to Alberta or the middle of our country, you get snow squalls and snow drifts and snow... Like, they have to carve roads again through the snow. Oh, is that... Yeah, I've never... Yeah, never now, but, but now picture warm wind hits that. You know what happens? It turns to ice. Mm-hmm. It melts and it turns to ice. And then you know what happens after that? Those extra warm winds just come in at 100... Those are hurricane-type winds. 120 at least tornado, yeah. Right. And it just breaks the ice. Yeah, yeah. And they have ice flying around. Wow. Yeah. So when, any, when everybody's like, oh, our country is, is really, really cold. Okay, yeah, but you don't have to deal with flying ice. Yeah, we're lucky in our part. We don't deal with that. No, but, I mean, Canada does. So yeah. Rule number, well, that was rule number four, but we'll swing back to rule number two. Ice, uh, Canada has an iceberg alley. That is literally a place where chunks of ice mm-hmm. break off of Greenland and migrate to Canada because they know they can survive here. And we accept everyone. We and do. everything. We'll, we will accept uh, green, uh, Greenland icebergs. Canada is also really cold. It's tied with Russia for the title of the coldest nation on earth with an average temperature of minus 5.6. That's year round. Our average temperature is throughout minus 5.6 throughout the country. And every year, 108 people die from exposure to cold. I'm surprised it's not higher, to be honest with you. I, I would say just in Toronto alone, I would not be surprised if we got 100 deaths from cold. Like all those homeless people on the roads, you yeah. know, like how do they survive? I mean, it's probably tough to make a real census of that because you don't have information on yeah, them yeah, or yeah. how many. But like, I mean, I know every year winter happens and then it's a while before they come back in the summer. Yeah. Right. Um, moving on. Rule number five. I don't New think f- it's rules. I think it's points. Points. Whatever. Not, yeah. I don't know why I'm saying rules. It's just re- reason number five that Canada is extremely cold and tough to survive in the winter. Number five is Newfoundland is the foggiest place in the world. So it doesn't happen. It doesn't necessarily happen to have to be that it deals with colder snow. Newfoundland has so much fog that 206 days of its year, it's covered in perpetual fog. And that means 
in the winter, not only are you cold, but you are kind of blind. I mean, picture be- that, that fog's moisture in the air, right? So it must be like freezing on you. And picture just driving around, not knowing where the fuck you're going. And if you pull over at the side of the road, you better hope you have enough gas to get you till morning until that fog clears. Otherwise, you don't know how to get back to where warm is. I guess, yeah. Good place to film horror movies. Hmm. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. It's like set in the country, rural sort of scary scenarios. More than likely, one in every two days, you're going to get that cool shot. Yeah. Number six, Canada is actually part desert. A lot of people don't know this. When you go north... There is a huge segment of the country that is desolate. There's almost no wildlife or plant life that's there. I think in Planet Earth 1, I don't think it was, I think it was the first one, not the second one, where they actually showed, it's like you just see like a bunch of trees. So you see like, uh, you know, those pine trees, whatever it is, those evergreens. Yeah. And it's like, and it shows like the camera literally just moving up and then it goes to like nothing. Like it gets less and less sparse and then nothing. It's like something happened there. Yeah. But David Attenborough made it sound wonderful. He's the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can narrate anything. And like, hey, sorry, sorry. Back to David Attenborough. Him and Morgan Freeman, if I were to have like someone narrate like the story of my life, it would be those two guys. One of the two. I, I would, I would, I would probably go with Attenborough. He's just got this like. He's amazing. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It just sounds more credible because he's got that accent. You but know? Morgan Freeman is a special. I'd talent. go off the board. I'd go Dan Shulman. From TSN? Yeah. Sportsnet, TSN, Sportsnet, college basketball. Maybe Marv Albert. Oh, sorry. I was thinking it was um, one of the local reporters. In 18, number seven, in 1816, Canada didn't have a summer. So you know how we talked about Game of Thrones and how they're like the long winters coming, the the, yeah. the, the winter that, to end all winters? Yeah, Canada can actually have that. About every hundred years, they estimate that Canada will end up having a winter that doesn't end. So in 1816, Canada didn't have a summer. The eastern part of the country, which typically enjoys four full seasons, so Mm -hmm. summer, autumn, spring, and winter, um, just completely skipped the other three, and people were sledding as late as June. What year was that, sorry? 1816. Okay, so George R. R. Martin wasn't around for that. No, we predate his books. We live in constant fear of a return of the long winter. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, we hate it for like the four or five months it's actually here. Could you imagine a year, 365 of winter? Yeah, I'm sure July's like not too bad, but it's not great. I mean, if I want that, I'll just move to Alaska. Yeah, yeah. The prairies, number eight, the prairies. Winter's stronghold. You might say almost the heart of winter in Mm -hmm. Canada. Regina, Saskatchewan is located almost directly in the middle of the country, the heart of Canada, where in the winter it can reach minus, minus, this number, minus 50 degrees Celsius. That's death. Have you ever experienced anything close to that? I've experienced 41. That's the yeah, coldest I've experienced. I think we got there. I, my dad, we used to I live in Thunder Bay. I moved here when I was two, so I don't remember it. But my dad was telling me a story how his truck broke down on the side of the road. And it was like minus 45. Like, And he said, luckily, this bus came by. And like stopped and picked them up. He said, if you didn't, you would have been dead. And the funny thing was the people inside the bus, it might've been minus 40, minus 45. People inside the bus were like, it's cold, but it's not Winnipeg cold. Cause there's people from Winnipeg yeah. on the bus. Yeah. Winterpeg. That's like, that's like the joke. People call Win- Winnipeg, Winterpeg, because it is, it is, it is like part of, I don't know. It's like winter comes from there. 
<laughs> it's it's a it's a big city that gets all that cold, right? Because Thunder Bay gets similar colds to that, but it's not as big of a city as Winnipeg. So subsequently, Saskatchewan in the summer can get as high as forty three, which makes it one place in Canada that officially almost every year gets a hundred degree temperature change. That's that that's fucking crazy. You know, you see all these like pipe breaks. You know, whenever it goes from like warm to hot, like sorry, cold to to warm. Yeah. I wonder who designs their system up there because they might be the best in the world for for designing like uh, municipal water systems. I was even thinking about that. The, we were talking about the hundred degree switch and just how your body would have to acclimatize to it. It's like we have things like concrete, we have things like pavement, and they they suffer and break in way less years than we do. Yeah. But the idea of constantly exposing yourself to it, I get why people go south for the winter. It's like you just can't put your body through that. You feel it the more you get older. I mentioned going south. That's an unwritten rule. Yeah, oh yeah. Take, oh yeah. take at least a, a vacation down to a warm place in the, in, in, the, in the winter. In your elder years, become a snowbird. If you can afford it, become yeah. a snowbird. It will add years to your life, I'm assuming. Yeah, There's I no mean, at least why not live in comfort, you know, at that point. Matt, did you know the bay, number nine, the Bay of Fundy is anything but fun. No, I did not know that. <laughs> it, uh, it has the largest tides in the world. 160 billion tons of, of seawater flow in and out of this small area in Nova Scotia. See, I'm trying to think of a positive on that, like... Uh, like surfing? Surfing, but it's... that like Because I think that's an unwritten rule, is to, to enjoy the things you can only do in the winter. That's a good way to survive it, like sledding, like going ice skating outside, playing pond hockey if you're a kid. Even an, an adult, you can do that. Snowmobiling. There's a lot of fun things, but I can't I can't find a positive on those waves because they're probably crashing on rocks. Oh, yeah. And it's really You cold. can't swim in it. No. You can't take a boat out in it. No. Would you like to hear what the waves regularly reach in terms of height? So, like, even if you wanted to get on a boat, let's hypothetically say there's a snowstorm, you can't fly, so you're thinking maybe I'll just take a boat somewhere warm, like a cruise. Yeah. You don't, you're not going to leave from Nova Scotia no. because some of... The waves regu- regularly get as high as a five-story building. You know what? I, I've been to Nova Scotia. I've been to Peggy's Cove, and it's like the waves get, you know, they're pretty high. But it, that how does that lighthouse, like in like the stormy weather, does the lighthouse get crashed on by like I massive guess, waves? I guess. They must have like a way to build it. Or There's like um, houses right there, or there's like shops and stuff right there. Like a five-story wave? It's probably like certain parts of Nova Scotia, oh not Halifax. God. Well, it says the Bay of Fundy. That's where it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The last one, number 10. Windsor is the thunderstorm capital of Canada. I did not know that. The big dub. I was surprised when I read that. And it has been known to rain lightning down during snow. During snowfalls. Actually, we almost got that yesterday. I was looking at the forecast and it said at noon because yesterday it went from pretty warm to really cold. And in my my app, it said snow and it showed a lightning symbol. Yeah, uh, like 12 o'clock. Didn't happen, but... Yesterday, we had a full... I think it was a 25-degree temp- temperature swing. I w- went to work at 13 degrees Celsius, and by the end of the night, it was like 20. Minus... Minus... What? Ma- oh, sorry, minus like 15 or something like that. Minus oh. 21 at one point. Was so, it? So if anybody was ever going to debate how fucked up Canada's weather is, I mean, I, f- I feel like those 10 points are a pretty good indication as to why we sort of smoke the rest of the world in terms of winter danger. At least we got that win. That's a good W. Yeah. So it's, and then, you know what? It made us the best at hockey. Yeah. Yeah. You know? uh, 
let's let's move on to the cold and the snow. Okay, because mm-hmm. those are commonly two things that sort of They're come with our winters. Common around all of uh, all of Canada. Guys, give me your beefs with snow, with cold. Give me your. We'll start with cold. Give me the beefs with cold. So obviously, the dry skin. Oh yeah, huge. Like uh, I'm not an oily guy, like you said you were, but dry skin that drives me nuts. Some people ask me what I use on my skin. I tell them oil of salad. Very interesting. Did some not know pe- that. Some people go with oil of Olay. I go with oil of salad. Uh, if you're looking for me to uh, chime in with the cold, you know what I hate about it? You can't go outside. Like you can, but it's not enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. You're confined to indoors. That easy walk in the summer is yeah, not an easy like walk. Everything you do that requires going outside is a chore. It's not fun. Going up the street to get a coffee at Tim Hortons because, you know, us Canadians love that. It sucks because you got to wait for your car to heat up. How do you guys do it as smokers? Like that's honestly, I would quit just seeing the winter. I would quit because of that. I'll tell you what I do. I leave, I cover my entire face and I leave a tiny little port for the cigarette to enter. I clasp onto it with my lips because if you expose your lips to it, you'll get the the cold, you'll get chap lip. Mm -hmm. So out of my Bellaclava is this one tiny little port where I can stick a cigarette and I just smoke. And then I create some sort of a hot box in my actual jacket in my hood. Okay. And, uh, yeah, that's how I do it. You know what's weird? I, it was a cold day, and I was with uh, with a friend, and he was driving, and he smokes in the car. And he had, like, the window open to, you know, you can give it that one little crack just enough for a cigarette to come out. It was, like, a good inch lower than it needed to be. Is this me that you're talking about? No, no, no. I wasn't driving with you recently. For some, I don't think you're smoking in the car. I smoke in the car all the time. Not while I was with you in the last few weeks. Anyways, I, my I like boss is I like to blow the smoke at you. Yeah, yeah. Very weird. Yeah. I don't know why I do that. It's because I want you to open your window, too, and create a polar vortex. Actually, that's that's what we just had, a polar vortex. Is that what it's called? Yeah. So extreme cold and snow. Do you guys have any um, negative scenarios about the cold? What's what's the what's the worst case scenario for cold? Like, could, you could be caught outside without the right gear, maybe touch metal. I recently touched metal in the cold. Your car doesn't start. Oh, my God. That is That's the worst. When you have to plug... Here, we have to plug our cars in at night. Oh, you got a heater on your car? Yeah, you have to. For- Mine, I, I need one, but it, I thought it came standard on a diesel, no. but it apparently doesn't. No, you have to no. buy an engine block heater. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, yep. We have them for all the trucks at work. Yeah. Un- unwritten rule to prep for that. Make sure you have a good battery mm-hmm. and get an engine block heater. Yep. And also... I, I'm going to just go one step further. I would deck my... I will never purchase another car that will not have seat warmers. That's that's a big clutch feature. And I'm going to tell you, this one, I thought it was stupid when I first heard it. The heated steering wheel. No, I, that's huge, man. Yeah, that's nice. Like, I, I don't know why in my head somebody's saying it to me, it sounds stupid. But when you have one... Mm-hmm. It's like you don't need to wear gloves. It's one of those things you you live so long without it, you don't think you need it. But once you have it, you, f- you see the finer side of life. Yeah. It's yeah. like, nope, never again will I live without it. And the heated side mirrors. That's crazy. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's my my mom's car has that I don't. And uh, like I've seen a bunch of people and it's just, sometimes you get that ice. Like sometimes you'll get like water kicked back and it'll freeze back up. You think you scrape it. It's, it's very hard to scrape those, those little mirrors, right? Mm-hmm. So... Anything heated option, any option that gives you something heated, take it. That's one of the things I hate the most about the winter is scraping ice off my car. I find it fun, but I hate doing it. You want to talk about the worst case scenario? It was yesterday. It, it went from warm, which it was raining, 
Mm-hmm. And then it got really cold really quickly, turned to freezing rain, then to snow. And that ices up your car. And you can't even, I couldn't open my do- my driver's side door. I went through my passenger side and like kicked in my driver's side door. Remember that ice, we had an ice storm. It was last year or two years no, no, ago? No, no, no. 2014. Like, yeah, it was a while back and I, I avoided it completely. There were, there were trees over a hundred years old that were completely bent and arched over touching the ground. There's this one street up uh, near where I work. It's a residential street. Picture waving, weaving and winding through a street because every single tree on the street is bent over into the road, like touching the road. Wow. And an ice arc. Dude, I had a, I had a buddy come by that night. We had the crazy ice storm where Toronto lost power yeah. for a couple of days right before Christmas. I had a buddy come by and uh, he came by for the Leaf game. We were hanging out. Weather got so bad. We were drinking. He just stayed over the, for the night. Yeah. The next morning when he got into his car and he rolled down his window, there was a solid sheet of ice. Oh, wow. Like solid. Yeah. You know what? I was lucky. I think I left because I, I, I drove down to uh, New Jersey and I left while it was raining. I'm like, that's oh, nice. It's nice outside. <laughs> and then uh, I see messages coming in through my phone. It's like, guys, be careful out there. It's crazy. This, this, like all these things about the weather. I'm like, I take a picture of my weather app, which said it was 21 degrees Celsius. Uh, Holy shit. And I sent it to everyone and everyone hated me for that. Dude, people were skating on the street. That, yep. that ice storm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing. People put ice skates on their feet and skated to friends' houses. You know what that is? That's it's called pod- making the best of your uh, situation. Maybe we'll put that under the positives. The positives of ice and cold. You can skate to where you need to go. Yeah. Hmm, I like it. Uh, another positive of the cold, and I think this is this could be an unwritten rule. If you know it's going to be extremely cold, pack an overnight bag. Wherever you're going, maybe stay there the night. I mean, if you consider that a positive, it's 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 a good well, way to I prep mean, for it. I mean, if you're going over to a significant other's house yeah. or uh, maybe you're maybe like you said, Matt, your friend came over, watch the Leaf game. Maybe you could get old school like a like a like have a, a few more party. drinks, have yeah. a few more drinks than you normally would have. Yeah, that helps you stay warm, too. At least feeling warm, feeling warm. Yeah. It doesn't then actually raise your body temperature. It actually worsens it. You feel yes. warm, but it thins your blood out. So yeah, technically you Get frostbite faster. Unwritten rule. Unwritten yeah. rule. Don't booze to warm up. Like, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, like the Winter Classic in 2014. Guys were shirtless out there, loaded out of their mind. Yeah. You're like, you know you're going to get frostbite quicker there, pal. Yeah, it's fun at the time. Oh, yeah. But the consequences are greater than that fun. For anybody who doesn't know what the Winter Classic oh, yeah. is, it was um, it was an event held in It, it is an event that happens, I think, yearly, but yeah, the, the one Matt's day. talking about is the one Detroit, Toronto, in Michigan, right? Yeah, yeah at, at the, the Ann Arbor. Yeah, in Ann Arbor, at where the Michigan Wolverines play. The big house. Yeah, yeah. the big house. And it's the largest hockey match ever, like, attended. Yeah. Yeah, over 100,000 people, I think it was. Just slightly over yeah, 100,000. Well, it has to be up here because, you know, like I think the biggest ever soccer football match of all time was what, like in Mexico City or something? Yeah, like the, one of those big the stadiums. Azteca. Yeah, you can't do that uh, Winter Classic in Mexico. No. No. No, no well, one, you wouldn't be able to get the snow to, the ice, yes, to, yeah. the ice to freeze. Um, what about snow? What are your big, big issues with snow other than like the driving? It was going to be the driving. Oh, yeah? Well, you know, you know what it is? It's, it's the shoveling of the driveway because... I have a lot of elderly neighbors around, so I grew up and... Luca lives in a retirement community. <laughs> no, but the people literally connected, like, right beside me are older people. And uh, 
and it's like you feel an obligate you feel like you're a you're a jerk if you don't go help them with their driveway so you do your own driveway which is tough enough and then you have to do your neighbors too my my neighbors on two houses to the left of me have like been without um we'll say was the word patriarchal figures in the home okay so like i'm like the only man for three houses to the left okay and it pretty much means that there's like this thing i think when you're and not like trying to be a macho man or anything but like you, you obviously you know you're on titanic you know how cold the water is as the boat's sinking you put women and children in the boats first yeah which means you stay behind to take the cold i've had to like some sometimes i have shoveled three driveways and three sets of sidewalks. Yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly my situation growing up. But luckily, our new neighbors are... Uh, Young and spry? They're younger, yeah. Unrated and roll for the snow. Invest in a snow blower. Because they make a world of difference. Yeah, yeah. Do they clean the snow the same, though? Because I see people use them, and it doesn't really look like the driveway's clean. There's like a very small half-inch layer of snow that stays. Yeah, you leave a stays, centimeter or half-inch. Which yeah. you can have someone with a shovel that just like pushes it to the side. Mm. But for the majority, you're not busting your back, lifting. And don't get snow. like it's overly powerful one. Like, cause we have a really strong one and it, it's like, it's so hard to control that I think that's part of the reason why it doesn't clean as well. Dude, have you seen snow throwers that they use out East? No. Yeah. Th- those are crazy. They're beyond a snow blower. They have to like shoot it up and high Yeah. because the Just mountain of snow is already so high that a snow blower uh, doesn't reach it. So it literally, it's called a thrower cause it shoots it all the way up. You know who you would need that where you would need it recently? In the upstate New York, like yeah, Buffalo area. Buffalo gets oh, yeah. it really bad. I think people this, forget. I think this year in like 24 hours got half a meter of snow or even more. Basically anywhere that borders with us on like the middle of the country to the eastern part of the country, they get what I would say is like our runoff. Yeah. Like they get like they get they get to taste a little bit of what a Canadian winter. Yeah. Is. Chicago can get it pretty bad, too. Minneapolis. Yeah. yeah Minnesota. Uh, what other things do you like about the snow, though? Um, skiing and snowboarding. Yeah, it's pretty those cool. Are fun. It's something I like. I've done it a few times. Yeah, I'm not crazy into it, but it's fun. I want to get into snowboarding. Like I remember years ago, I bought the snowboard, bought everything, and then I had other expenses to to pay for, so I returned it. But I went one time snowboarding, and I guess because I never went to the gym before that, and it's like your legs and oh, you know all your muscles are your core, done. Your core. Oh, everything. Everything. Everything hurts. And then after that point, I'm like, I don't want to do this. But then, like, when you grow up, you start going to the gym, you realize those are pains of you getting stronger. Snowboarding is an insane workout. Yes. Yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. I went and did it in 2011, 2012. Okay. A group of us, my aunt used to have a cottage up in Wasega, so we shot up, went to Blue Mountain. And a late friend of mine who passed away recently was talking to me about how to snowboard because he was he's done it his whole life. And he's like, okay, this is what you got to do. Sit on your edges, you know, rock with it. He explains it to me. I'm like, yeah, I think I got it. I get up. I go down within half a second. I fall and I start tumbling down the hill. Comes out, he's like, you don't got it. I'm like, no, 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 I don't. This is really hard. Yeah. You got to carve all your way down the hill to start. You have to do that like five or six times. Uh And then after that, you should be good. So remember I said that, uh, you know, the Buffalo area got 50 or half a meter of snow. Mm Mm-hmm. I meant 50, and but I, what it actually was was 53 inches of snow in a two-day period, in 30 hours. Huh. 53 inches. Well, I mean, w- w- what's so great about Buffalo? 
They, they're Log. probably one of the few cities that could stand to be under snow for a couple of weeks and nobody would really miss them. Probably uh, cleans the honestly, city. Honestly, I don't know. I, I've, I've grown a, a bit of a liking to Buffalo after, because the Bills made the playoffs. Bills are my team. Bills Mafia. And what the Bills Mafia did to Andy Dalton's charity. Did you hear about that? What did yeah. they do? He uh, So the Bills haven't been in the playoffs for 17 years. Uh-huh. Andy Dalton beat the Baltimore Ravens, which got the Bills into the playoffs. Okay. Oh, sorry, Cincinnati Bengals beat yeah. uh, Baltimore. And since... Andy Dalton was the quarterback. The Bills Mafia decided for everyone to donate to Andy Dalton's charity $17 for the 17 years. I think people gave more, but I think in in like a, less than a week, they raised like $350,000 for yeah. Andy Dalton's charity. Just Holy of the, shit, maybe that's even amazing. More. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. I didn't know that. I take it back. I don't want them to be submerged in snow. I have a new respect for Buffalo. I will say that. I respect the fact that they have no care for tables. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They just put people through. Type in Bill's Mafia on YouTube and have fun. And you know what? There's an art behind it because if you watch the Jaguar, the Jacksonville fans. They tried doing it. They tried doing it and it only ended up with a guy getting caught on fire. And not knowing how to put out that fire because he was running around on fire. He didn't stop, drop, and roll. You know how you could put out that fire? You line up a shit ton of snowballs. And yeah. you whip them at the person who's on fire. I guess, yeah, that's uh, so not slow. possible in Jacksonville, but in Buffalo, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hey, talking about positives of snow, snowball fights. It's it's free ammunition that doesn't you know hurt anyone, really. Unless it got like little ice or yeah, rock gotta, chunks yeah, in it. Yeah. No, but, and the unwritten rule when you're making a snowball, don't put rocks in it or any ice. That's, I mean, paramount to preventing eye loss or sight loss, mm-hmm. hearing loss, scarring. Yep. Potentially life-altering injuries, but if it's just pure packing snow, oh. Are, is there a rule on how much you can pack the snowball? Oh, I think you can pack it as hard as you want. Is that the rule? Yeah. What if you start using your bare hands to melt it so it turns into ice? That's ice. That's ice. Okay. You're in ice territory. That's overpacking. What do you guys think? Like a three pat and then a sculpt. So like three pats of the snow, and then a sculpt into the circle. I think that is probably the safest snowball you can. You I build make. the ball up first, then I do the pat. Yeah. I, I make into the ball. That's so what I mean. Like, wait, yeah. you grab it with your two hands. Pull the snow together. You make the little cupping of the ball. One. Three. Two. two three. three. And then you overhand. find it out. Yeah, okay. And then you so find it out. Yeah. Yeah, that's the standard rule. You know what my favorite thing about snow was? When we were in high school or even elementary school, when they would pull a fire alarm in the middle of winter <laughs> and they like a fire drill and then everybody would have a snowball fight outside. I remember I was getting in trouble from a teacher. I think it was because I was throwing a snowball. Because you're not allowed to throw snowballs. Which is bullshit. Well, I mean, there are. Within reason. Yeah. And I was getting in trouble for it. And as she's talking to me, I look out and I see some guy from, you know, the year above. He just launches a snowball up in the air. And as she's like giving me shit, it like went. I don't know why she had an open front. I think like her jacket was open up in the front and it went right down her shirt right in front of us. I'll tell you, she was right after that guy. I was I, out of trouble. I know the wordage won't make sense, but that's kind of hot. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I will say for an unwritten rule with the snow? Have ample windshield washer fluid in your car. Ooh. Yes. Because if you run out and you don't have any backup, driving becomes actually very dangerous. Yes. I currently have my the motor on my windshield wiper that would spray the fluid. Mm-hmm. It has broken. Oh, shit. That's not cool. So what I like to do is stick my arm out the window with a spray bottle. And then I let it go. And then I... And people who drive in fear with me, 
because I I am too cheap to get my my car fixed. Yeah, my uh, my washer fluid leaks throughout the summer, but in the winter it can hold it a little longer, so I'm constantly refilling in the winter. You know what else is a big positive for snow? Snow angels and mm-hmm. peeing in the snow. Unwritten rule: never eat the yellow snow. Hundred percent. Yeah, don't eat any snow. But if you had to eat snow, it must be the purest white snow. I mean, it, it, if you're into that stuff, don't don't be into that stuff. You you know what? This is a good unwritten rule for eating snow. It must be falling still. So like catch a snowflake on your tongue. Is cool. Yes, yes. Another unwritten rule: pond hockey. Get into it. There is nothing more fun than getting to a nice big pond mm-hmm. and. Cutting a little, like when the ice is really nice and deep. You have to make sure that's that's a thing. You can't just, once you yeah. see a little bit of ice on a pond, don't run no, out no, there. No, no. It has yeah. to be we, cold for a good amount of time beforehand. Make sure it's nice and cold. Go to a little further spot, get a nice little hole, bring a cooler, put some beer in there. Yeah. So beer's nice and cold and you can sit out there for hours. Did you guys see... You, uh, you the, just put it on the ice or in the snow too. Yeah. You see the drone video from Ashton's cousin because they got oh the cottage Oh my God, there? yeah. So you got a drone and they're like, you see them shoveling the snow because like, I don't know if they're going to play hockey or what it is, but they're skating on the lake. Dude, I've spent hours. There was one winter, my buddy had a cottage up in Muskoka. We were up there outside for about 10 hours mm-hmm. in the heart of winter, minus like 10, mm-hmm. playing pond hockey. You know, if you're active, you can, you know, you have layers on and you're active, you build up that heat and it yeah. gets more it's, trapped in. So it keeps you great. warm. Yeah. That's also one, I think one of the hugest positives of our winters is that you get to do like fun wintry things like skate the canal yeah. in Ottawa. You can, you can go toboggining, skiing. You know what? Like people are always like, I'm busy, I'm working, I can't go away. You know what? You don't have to. Cause there's a lot of like, let's say, you know, Toronto downtown, there's that ice rink right there you can go ice skating oh yeah the city hall city, city hall yeah, yeah it's Mississauga city hall like Brampton has a trail actually they take a park and oh, they yeah? make a little trail so you're not just skating in a circle around one area you're actually seeing new scenery which yeah, is pretty yeah, yeah. cool actually in Toronto I saw uh, the mayor was on TV talking about it there's a uh, they're underneath the gardener mm-hmm. you know how the gardener's the eyesore they're trying to do some fun things with it so underneath the gardener I think west of Spadina uh, somewhere around Bathurst, there's there's like a trail underneath the gardener that uh, oh, you can go cool. skating. Oh, yeah. you can find all the dead bodies. I, I guess you gross, can. Gross, gross, gross. They probably gross. had to kick out the homeless right there. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, but one of, like, another thing that's kind of cool about winter here is seasonal food. Like we get we get all kinds. Like who gets a beaver tail in the summer? Yeah, and that's fried true. dough. With I, a little I, bit I of, could eat a beaver tail. Oh, in I could the eat summer, beaver yeah. tail anytime yeah. I want. But I'm just saying, like in the winter with a nice hot cup of cocoa. Oh. You know, and then yep. maybe you kick it up to some sort of an alcoholic winter beverage, like a hot toddy. I think, what's a hot toddy exactly? I know you mentioned a few times. It is apple cider, and I believe, I could be wrong, I think it's rum, whatever. The, the recipe yeah, yeah, exists yeah. online, but I've had it where they put like cranberries in it. And mm-hmm. It's just, it's a very delicious little warm drink. So I think that's an unwritten rule. What? You know, if you're a child, get not alcohol, but as a child, drink like some hot chocolate. It's the best time to drink oh, it. It's the best hot chocolate when you go skating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then as an adult, you know, you can go with the hot chocolate. But if, you know, you like a little bit of booze, throw in some uh, like some sort of alcohol, like a Bailey's or something the booze into in. your coffee. To go back to. to or go, put sorry, some whiskey in your coffee. Really quickly to go back to the hot chocolate. Unwritten rule. If you know you're going to be having hot chocolate at the ice rink, maybe somebody brings a little bit of marshmallows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd bring marshmallows. Marshmallows and hot chocolate's a staple for me. I've uh, never, you know, the funny thing, I've never put marshmallows in hot chocolate. What? I know, I know. Matt, please back me up on this. Marshmallows are a key in hot chocolate. No, I never did it. I'm no, not I'm not saying they're not key. Guy. I'm not saying they're not key. I just haven't had it. I haven't been fortunate enough to have it. 
Oh, I'm we, not a, we, a we hot ha- chocolate guy to begin with. We may have to throw this to the list. How are you not a big hot chocolate guy? I'd prefer French vanilla or just the coffee. I can't disagree with Frank with the, with the marshmallow and hot chocolate. That sounds really good, actually. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm shocked neither of you have done that. I would like to try it. We can okay. try it. All right. All right. Winter, winter is still upon us. I will grant you a hot chocolate with marshmallow on yes. top. Um, okay. Right now, I want to move into something a little weird. I want to talk about surviving at any means, by any means necessary. So... I'm going to create a couple scenarios for you, and you guys tell me how you'd go about surviving. Mm -hmm. The first thing, because this is something that happens a lot in Canada during our winters. What will happen is the side of your house has a vent port that will release steam. Well, from your your dryer or from your furnace or or from your exhaust fan in your kitchen. Yeah. Perfect. This thing freezes. It could potentially put out the pilot light on your furnace or break your furnace. In which case, your house becomes a ice fortress. Let's assume there was a really bad storm. We're talking front door snowed in. You can't get out. So we're basically saying your furnace is not working. Your furnace stops working. Okay. What do you do to survive until the thaw? We'll say a week. How cold is it? It's, it's cold. It's, okay. it's cold enough that you need to be bundled up, potentially huddling with others for warmth mm-hmm. and will say that you will need to at some point start a fire in the night. Life hack. Get a gas stove, turn on your stove, sit by your stove. That's not enough, though. I don't think you can create enough heat off of your gas stove. Wear layers, man, and you go by your gas stove. It, I find it easier to stay warm in the winter than it is for the summer to get cold, personally. Oh, I don't find that at all. Oh, my God. It's not even close. Well, our AC, if we have AC, you're fine. But if you don't have AC, Matt's right. You get those, like, 35-degree days. Oh, all I need is a little shade. That's it. You get me some shade, and you can give me plus 40. I've been in Rome, and, like, Rome has these long extended buildings that don't allow for wind. Okay, but you understand, though, like, in Canada, the, the humidity is different. There's a lot more humidity, I feel, here than over there. Debatable. I okay. mean, debatable. I'm, we'll leave it at that. I know I mean, whenever people talk about Europe, it's like they always say it's good because it's a dry heat. That's what it no, was that's in Portugal the when I was there. That's no. like Las Vegas, though. No, but when I was in Portugal, the heat was different. It wasn't muggy. That, I think that's what they're like. They say dry heat. I don't think they literally mean like a desert heat. I think it's just there's not as much muggy humidity in it. That's that's different. That's like smog effect. And okay. I mean, we're going to we're going to. Talk about that maybe on another episode. When but it gets hot, we'll do the unwritten <laughs> rules of surviving a hot summer. <laughs> yeah. Of cooling down, Matt. I can't. That's his unwritten rule. You can't. Okay, Just, so back to the scenario. Yeah. Um, what do you guys do? What do you guys do to survive in the house? Do you sacrifice furniture? Do you maybe burn money that well, you've kept in your mattresses? I think it depends on your prep because we've we've prepped for... Uh, we, we, we have a lot of wood in our backyard ready because we have a stove. Like a, So like a, it's kind of like a fireplace that doubles as something you can cook off of because it's metal on the top that heats up. You can put on a pot and you can actually cook off of it. I want to throw a wrench into this. Give me one sec. Okay. Let's assume that you're not trapped in with your families, people who you like would genuinely do anything to help survive with you. Let's say it's us three. I mean, we're friends. Yeah. But push comes to shove. Somebody may need to die. Mm-hmm. So you're saying you're trapped inside. It's so cold you can't leave your house. There your car won't start. There's no way to go to the grocery store. There's no end in sight. And in fact, we're not even in a residence in a suburb or in the city. We're in a cabin in the woods. Okay. 
let's just say we've gone two weeks and the food is dwindling. Who is the first person that you eat? I think uh, I me. I'd just kill myself. There's no point in living. That's not true. That's not true. Well, you, no. Look, look. Okay, Frank, just shut up. Matt's already volunteering for this. Yeah. Let's take it. How much do you weigh? Or if if you mind. Uh, probably close to two hundred. Okay, if not so 200. that's a good amount of meat. That's a good yeah. amount of meat. It's not the smart play. The smart play is killing the biggest. Well, I mean. You know what? There's a moral obligation to all of this. And uh, I volunteered myself. If Matt volunteers, I'm going to go with the guy volunteering. If not, it is the biggest person. What if the biggest person is also the most vicious when it comes to surviving? Well, as long as it me, I think I think you might be you might be the biggest. I'm going to guess. Yeah, I'm the biggest. Okay. I'm the biggest. Um, I think me and Matt can work it out that even if you are clawing at our eyes or throwing sand in our faces, which you might. Uh, we can take you down. I know you're a dirty fighter. There's a sand pit in the actual. You're a dirty cabin. fighter. I am. I, I think you have fight. that pouch, like the the Fuji dust. I think you have that in. Oh yeah. On you. Yeah. Oh yeah. All times around your neck. It's somewhere on me. <laughs> you don't know. You have to frisk me to find out. Yeah. So I guess in the scenario where we have to eat somebody, it's probably going to be me that gets eaten first. If Matt doesn't volunteer, yeah. I'd go for you. And if it was someone else but Matt who wouldn't uh, give up so easily. Um, We'd go after you. See, now, my meat is tainted. Let me explain. I mean, Matt, I feel like, has been eating food like me, but I don't think he puts as many toxins into his body. In fact, actually, of all of us, I'd say the person who puts the least amount of toxins in their body is Luca. You know what my diet's been like. Yeah, but I, now I know Taco Bell, but I'm saying, like, that to me is just feeding the livestock food. No, man, you're crazy. And lots of people marinate their meat in alcohol. Okay, so alcohol is like your one vice. But me and me and Matt, like we've 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 done some stuff. So no, no, I think you're just you're devil's lettuce, baby. Yeah. No, guys, come on. You can't go with just that. You're any meat, human meat isn't good. I'm gonna go with the biggest weight. Come on, Frank. You're you're being crazy right now. No, no, I think Matt. In the scenario, I mean, we know the score, right? Yeah. I'm winking at you with the eye that Luca can't see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, unwritten rule for me, don't go to a cabin with you guys. That's, yeah, pretty good idea. Sleep with one eye open, my friend. You better hope that this, the ice storm doesn't hit when we're at a ca- when we're at a, like a cabin or a cottage. But, but come on. You, you have to go for Frank, right, Matt? No. No. Look at that meat. No, man. Just not doing it. You know, look at those calves. You can wait, have wait, like hold on. You hold can on. like put hold those on rotisserie. It's man. a delicacy. <laughs> it's like my calves are they're they're like sought after in exotic meat markets. <laughs> um, wait, but what, okay, meat markets, meat. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 back it up a minute. We don't need to go right to eating each other. Maybe Explain. We, maybe maybe we dig a tunnel, and we get out to land, and we start hunting for wildlife. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's why, a way more possible. Why did we possible. go with eating each other right away? I don't know. Why did we go right there? Because I think that was a question that was posed right away. I think, uh, mm. and I, I think, think we, we have that, that. I think we put it so that we can't escape. Like, we can't get out, Okay, right? so it's like we are locked in. Yeah. What do you think goes crazy first out of all three of us? Who do you think has, like, the cabin fever set in quicker? I don't, I think Matt genuinely doesn't care. So I don't think he would. It's between you and me. I think I, I would. 
I think I would have won. I feel like me and Luca would hit crazy right at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Matt would be just like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, Matt, would, Matt would have like traps set for us. <laughs> I've secretly been planning. The whole time me and Luca are slowly descending into madness. Matt's walking Matt, home alone and he's getting some ideas. He's suddenly setting up traps everywhere to like cage us and eventually, and he's like, I will be eating both of you over this long winter. So who would I be in the home alone situation? He's obviously Macaulay Culkin. I'm Marv. I feel like I'm Buzz. <laughs> Such a random pick Is there any other like crazy scenario For winter you can think of Oh I got one sorry I got one My sister Called me the other day so we, we Recently just had like I want to say an ice storm We had a snowstorm that transitioned from Rain to freezing rain To like freezing snow I would say or like then to snow you know what I, I mean? I think snow's was, already frozen. It was that weird in-between stage where it's like pellets. Well, that's freezing rain. Okay. Well, it was like hail. It was more like whatever. It doesn't matter. We had a pretty, pretty, it was a pretty good storm yesterday. Mm-hmm. My sister calls me leaving work and I tell her you should leave work early before like, the, you know, the highways turn into ice rinks. And she, I get this question posed to me. I have less than a quarter tank of gas. Should I fill up before I hit the highway? That is not a question. Yeah, because you get stuck in that traffic and you're burning fuel, right? You're burning fuel. The temperature's dropping. If you run out of fuel, one, have fun pushing your car or getting towed when the whole place around you is a parking lot. Mm -hmm. Two, what are you going to do to stay warm? I'm sure a civilian will help you. You know what? There's a, I saw like this kit. It, it's like a, if your car gets stranded type kit and it's one of them has one of those like thermal blankets. They're not big, but they're supposed to keep the heat in. So you're not losing heat. Yeah, it's like those sleeping blankets. Yeah. It's like that silver looking thing. Maybe have some blankets in your car. Yeah. That's another good thing too. Honestly. And also get good socks. Socks oh. make all the difference too. Socks and boots. You get you get good pair of socks and good boots. You're good. Get some Sorels going. Oh, I, yeah. I, I just I might be getting a pair this week. They're I, supposed I'm, to be really really. Good oh, boots. I got a pair. Those are the big boots that I was telling you about yeah. to keep your feet warm. Do they? Oh, even yeah. even with the rubber on the outside. The rubber of frames water from getting in. So there no, you go. I, the only problem is, is they're so big that like when I'm driving my car, I have small pedals. Right, I have, a, I have three pedals. I got the clutch and everything. Yeah. It's it's harder to drive. It's drivable, but it's harder. Well, in, in with, with work boots, like steel toes, yeah. you're not allowed to drive them in normal cars. Because ah. if your foot gets caught under the brake, you won't be able to push down because the steel toe doesn't bend. Ah. Yes, 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 yes. Any other winter scenarios that would be fun to survive or try and challenge yourself? I think we are talking about this before. I thought you were going to bring it up. But, uh, you know, if you have to create a fire in the house, what do you use? Ooh. Like, I, that's, I have firewood in the back, but let's just say you don't have firewood. You can't get to it. Obviously, you can't light a fire just on your hardwood floor because you're going to burn your house down. No. So you have to have, like, a designated area, like, you know, here. A we, chimney. Let's say you have a chimney available to you. You got something where you can burn it safely. Yes. What's the first thing to go in your house? Blankets. Like the tablecloths? No. Those, those, those don't last long, Those though. don't last long. They'll burn yeah. so quick. I'm going... Least important to most important. Okay. You got to think about it. Tablecloths are kind of But they're gone irrelevant. like in minutes. That's fine. You throw a few of those I'd rather in. Use, I'd rather wrap myself up in a, in a, 
in a tablecloth and then burn the table. Oh, because you have blankets and you have clothes. You layer yourself in clothes. You got your blankets. You use the tablecloth. You throw some oils that you have in your kitchen, some of those kind of things to help maybe, the fire Maybe to start the fire, use the tablecloth. Because you can't just start, like, you can't just put a match to wood and it's going to, like, go right yeah, away. Like, you can't really, like, use, like, your bills. What I, what I would, you know, you know, <laughs> they're, they're gone now. They're burning away. Um, what about charcoal? Because I know usually people have an entrance to their garage from the home. Okay. So I don't understand charcoal. I'm saying most people keep charcoal in their garage. I don't keep charcoal in my garage. Matt, do you keep... Where do you keep your charcoal? I don't have a charcoal burning... Barbecue? Uh, barbecue. Yeah, I don't either. I have a gas burner. Yeah, oh, me too. I, I have... I have a, we, we do both. So... Okay. I have Lucky. charcoal in my garage. So. Char- charcoal barbecues. Food's so good. Yeah. So much better. And yeah. they're so there. Better. You can combine it into... Uh, a food. Yeah, create making some food. <laughs> combine it into a food. <laughs> Just We're eat eating charcoal. charcoal. Um, yeah, so charcoal is what I would burn first. Then I would move on to furniture. Because I think burning an armoire, replaceable. The yeah. stuff inside, I mean, what are you going to burn your clothes for? You try to find the most densest wood as, as long as you can get going. That should should burn for a while. Yeah, yeah I'd, like, pro- I'd probably get an axe, too, from the garage and chop it all up. Yeah. Last thing to go is the axe. Shelves. Yeah, obviously last thing because you, you right. still need the axe. Shelves maybe first. Yeah. Because furniture, you can still sit on it while you're keeping warm. Yeah. So... And then after after you go with the shelves, what what's next? I go with table, table. Tables. Yeah, we have a big table. Cabinet, cabinet doors. Oh yeah, yeah. Anything that that holds stuff. You Basically, any wood. The house. You desolate it with. You just get rid of everything you need. Lowest cost wool. It's lowest cost wood, and you you sort of parlay it into a purge. So what I about like it, items? What about books? Books. Yeah, you, <sighs> magazines. It would, hurt. it would hurt. You throw some gasoline for if you have lawnmower. Yeah, but I mean, gas gasoline just helps light the fire. It doesn't, like, make it last longer. That's it might actually burn it quicker. I'll tell you but what. it'll give you more heat. I'll tell you what. I would absolutely 100% be sparse with how we burned. Like, in the sense, I would burn at night only. During the day, huddle, fend for yourself. The burning of the wood would be to, to get us through the long, cold nights. Yeah. So a combination of wrapping yourself up and burning... Burning stuff is the way to go, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Well, hopefully never put in that situation. Guys, do we does everybody have a golden rule, golden unwritten rule for this uh for this topic? I think me and Luke had one similar when yeah. we were talking, and it's try to find ways to have fun in the dreadful winter. Cause it sucks, like face it. There's nothing we can do about yeah. it. Just try to find something if it's skiing, snowboarding, yeah. spilling snowmen. Have fun with it. Yeah. Deboozing. Deboozing is pretty fun as an adult. Yeah. Do something that you can't do in the summer, in the winter. Like, even if you don't know how, try learning ice skating. It's huh. a little, it's it's such a simple thing and it doesn't cost a lot of money. Cause you, like, you can buy a used pair of skates online if you if you don't have the money. You can find them for 20, 30 bucks. And if you want to buy new, I'm sure you can find something for 100 bucks. So it's not expensive and you can skate anywhere for like, in city centers, you can skate for free somewhere. Yeah, some parks even build little ice rinks. Yeah. My I, my golden rule, I have two of them. I can decide between the two. Mm-hmm. One is that it is the ultimate excuse. Winter, cold, and snow is the ultimate excuse to just stay in. Yeah. Okay, so... Save some money that way. If you're trying money. to save up money, winter's the perfect time to do it. Okay. The other unwritten rule for me that is absolutely gold... 
pee before you put your snow stuff on. Go to the washroom before you exit the house because taking off winter boots is a pain in the ass. Okay. Taking off your winter pants and jacket is a pain in the ass. So I hate winter so much. Well, but think I'm about dead it. honest. The pee doubles as extra warmth. <laughs> Until it freezes and then you're in. You're you know what? You're not wrong. <laughs> you Until, saw Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, but then remember it froze and they were stuck together? Yeah, that's bonding. I love peeing in the snow. It's one of my favorite things. It's the steam rising. Yeah. It's like it's rising from the wounds. Yeah. No, Some it's, of the natives thought that it was the soul escaping from the body. That's right. Wayne's World reference. If you stab a man in the dead of winter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, lastly, I guess, you know, guys, if you want to give us any of the things that we may missed on how to survive this unfortunate part of our year, please feel free to contribute. Keep the conversation going. You can reach out reach out to us on Twitter at the UR podcast or on Instagram at the unwritten rule podcast. Um, you can find the unwritten rule podcast on any major podcast apps through the Google play store or iTunes. Uh, you can listen to us on your PC, MacBook, tablet, smartphone, mobile device, you name it. We're on it all. Just look as all you really got to do is search the unwritten rule or, or LTD potential, LTD potential.com. That's right. Yeah. Um, you can also subscribe, which will mean the episodes automatically load into you. And is that any, anything else? No, no, just uh, leave the reviews. Yes. Keep please. keep reviews coming. I, th- I think we've got one or two of them or something. Yeah. We're, we're moving up. Oh, yeah, we're, we're flying. 2018, once we get through this winter. Yeah, and and we, we, we said we we're going to have the, uh, I guess, our bet we had last year, our New Year's resolution bet yeah. for, um, I guess, the exact rules that have to follow. So I've been avoiding everything Mexican. Uh, even Doritos, as Frank believes it is, which it isn't. It is. It is not. Uh, so we're going to put it up on social media. It, it's probably going to be up before this episode gets dropped. We're going to have a question, and, and you know, in a week's time, we're going to close it and then decide what is the exact deal on this bet. Okay, before before we go any further, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to put an end to this so we don't need to have this argument okay. about whether Doritos are Mexican or not. I'm going to make my little case right now. I'm not trying to blindside you, but I just sort of had something okay, pop Okay, I can have something uh, to counter it. Yeah, you can come next week with your shit. No, no, I'm going to come right now. Okay, all right, it's bold. Uh, <laughs> spicy and bold. Um, burrito, Mexican or not? A burrito? Yeah. Yes. Taquito. I don't know if it is. I actually. see where he's going with is this. Is a taquito Mexican or not? Yes. I mean, it was made, Okay. I, I don't know. I've never been to Mexico. Okay. I would imagine so. I mean, I've been to Mexico, but not. Huevos Ranchero. What? Have you not caught on yet? I know what he's doing, but he's just, that's, it makes no sense. Like he said, it's got the R in it last week, and it's like anything that has like a rolling R, but there's a lot of things. That can... Sounds like Predator. Do you think Predator came up with the Mexican? Okay, with look, Spanish? every single person I've asked saying Doritos are not Mexican, and Question, how many Mexicans the, actually eat Doritos? Did that's the complete it? opposite of what I've been getting. It's a corn chip. Oh, it's a corn chip. It's so, a corn okay. chip. So those uh, those co- actual, like, those corn chips are considered Mexican? C- corn chips are, like, a food of Mexico. No. Is Dorito. Save me some of that Dorito. Corn. A Dorito is not. We're going to put it up. We're going to put it up. 
I can't even believe this is a debate. We I will know let it. the people speak. Every person I've talked to, I think you're making it up, saying that people say it's Mexican. It's full of shit. Well, who have you spoken to? Who? What's your attribution to them? Who has said this? Who do you want me to name names of people? I want the my quote coworkers. And find quote. My coworkers have fools. I want, my neighbor I want the quote. who loves Doritos, who's like a, a Dorito aficionado. <laughs> Dorito he said aficionado. it's not. Said it's not Mexican. Well, could be, he clearly is blinded because he's so close to the subject. I didn't tell him which way I leaned on it. I don't care. He's too close. No. Somebody who loves Doritos, they, they probably think Doritos come from a country called Dorito. People, if you consider Doritos a Mexican food, you need to, you know, I think, think about where your life's going. It qualifies for me as something that would be under that. First things first, you started with just it being Taco Bell as the, as the bet, and you've, you've expanded it to the point where I can't eat anything. Oh, did you? Did it have corn in it? All oh, Mexicans eat corn. I didn't say corn. No, this is where your arguments are. Hold on, are. hold on. Now you're just you're taking it to a place of insanity, and that no. is not the case. We will we will decide this off air. Instagram, will Instagram will be the look the for key the to it. look for the contract on Instagram. And remember, all you would be snowbirds out there, rules are made to be broken, but you can't break the unwritten ones.